0: I'm an independent podcaster, and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
3: Stephen with Morris, this is Amelie Belcher again. I just left you the uh, little story about the Dirac Park playset not functioning, but it completely slipped my mind because I'm so excited to be leaving a message for your podcast that... um yeah, my husband and I are such big Jurassic Park fans that this October we got married on the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios Orlando, Florida. So I could send you a photo of our wedding photo. What is the photo that you take when you take on the ride, if you'd like, uh, if you want to share that. But yeah, we got married on the Jurassic Park ride, dressed as Ellie Sadler and uh, Dr. Grant, because we are those So that's how much we love Jurassic Park, and thank you so much once again. You're the best. Bye.
0: One, two, three, four. Filled with odd fright, see Jurassic right bathed in amber light. Jurassic Ride, see Jurassic Ride, 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 see Jurassic Ride, 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 see Jurassic Ride, ride, ride. see Jurassic Ride, see Jurassic Ride, see Jurassic Jurassic Park. Welcome back to See Jurassic Ride, a podcast about Jurassic Park and you. I'm your host, Stephen Ray Morris. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Jurassic Park The Ride. As you heard in our opening call by Amelie Belcher, the ride holds a special place in many people's hearts, something I hadn't even considered when starting this podcast. I went on the ride around 1996-1997 when it first opened with my dad and my sister. And to be honest, I don't have very many memories other than the splash photo I still have from that day. I was already a Jurassic fanatic, of course, so I'm sure it thrilled and terrified me in equal measure. It wasn't until I was chatting with writer and friend Heather Mason that I even started to formulate what an episode about the ride might be. But in our early chat last year, she had this to say, and I also talked to her sister Brittany Mason about their experiences going on the ride growing up.
4: I I don't remember a lot of my childhood, for some reason, that I probably should go to therapy for. but I actually don't remember when I first saw the movie. The first thing I remember... Like this is a really strong memory for me, which is unusual. And there was a ride that was like Jurassic Park-themed ride that was like a pterodactyl ride, where you go and you're there's like two of you and you sit in like a flying pterodactyl thing that kind of like flies around the park. That's kind of my biggest Jurassic Park-related memory. For some reason, like I just remember being like obsessed with the. Pterodactyl ride, and I always wanted to ride on it, and like trying to convince my sister to go with me.
1: Yeah, when we, when we went when we were kids, and I was like deathly afraid of heights. And I remember this a lot different every time that I tell this story. People are like, Isn't that the one that went really slow and wasn't very high? But when I was a child, I remember going on the one where it like takes you around the whole park, and and you're supposed to be on like a pteranodon, I think. It, I mean, it was so scary. I I cried like on my sister the whole time uh,
4: because it was really high and just really and, and it was in like a Jurassic Park themed area of the park. And so like to me, that's like my biggest association. I don't even remember like when I saw the movie or why. I was, like, so in- insane about the pterodactyl ride. I just wanted to be on the ter- pterodactyl ride and, like, be in the, like, area of the park that seemed like it was Jurassic Park. Like, that was my <laughs> that was my thing of that trip. Like, I don't remember a lot for going to Disney World, but I remember really wanting to ride the pterodactyl ride and fly, like, above everything and just see the world, like, as a pterodactyl.
0: <laughs> Aw, me too.
1: <laughs> and I, And I remember, like they played the music on those rock speakers <laughs> where you like couldn't tell that they were speakers unless you looked really close. And I remember the, the music made me really emotional. <laughs> like even as a, like, I didn't, I hadn't seen the movies as a probably the first two times that we went, but I, I remember like being like, I felt like I was in a movie while we were playing on these, oh on God. these like rope things because like the music is so powerful Um, and they would just play the soundtrack like over and over and over which I thought it was very like moving
0: Like Heather and Brittany, many of my past guests, like poet Jess Uncle and comic writer Stephanie Cook, plus upcoming guest musician and popular music, the podcast host Annalise Nelson, had experiences going to the Jurassic Park themed rides in Florida. While I went to Universal Studios and all the Orlando attractions back in the day, this was before the Islands of Adventure experience was even built. As a Jurassic fan, I can only dream of one day getting to go to the Florida one, or the one in Japan, or also the one in Singapore. Tax write-off?
3: So my first ever visit to Universal, which is a very um, ceremonious experience for any child living in Florida. I mean, it's, it's a rite of passage, honestly. You know, um, you have to go to Universal at some point, and when you do, you have to walk through the gates of Jurassic Park, and you've got to ride that ride. But first, got to walk through the gift shop, and your mom has to divert your attention the entire time. Um, so that's the worst part. But, um, the ride is so formative, just like you said, it's, um, honestly one, one of the best rides in the park Two, um, I think it captures like the fun that the movie was going for, like the spirit of Lindsay that you experienced in like the first half of the film. It does like a perfect job of encapsulating that, um, Unfortunately, as I got older, I have had fewer opportunities to ride it because it turns out a lot of adults are wimps when it comes to riding rides that may have some water or something scary about them. So the amount of times I have had to ride it alone as an adult is, is just one so far. Um, but that's one too many because anytime any one of my friends sits out on that ride when I invite them, I, I, I instantly just feel my heartbreak a
0: little bit.
5: It's a little it's tragic. tragic. <laughs> it is. I was looking up my Jurassic Park photos for you, and it was timestamped 2007. So that's like ten years ago. Whoa. Holy shit! Wow, that was a very long time ago. But anyways, so like I remember like going there and just being like, "This is the best!" Like I, I went through like several phases of awesome there, where I was like, you know, like Marvel World, and then you know, like Jurassic Park, but they had like the T-Rex and like his head's like popping out of the foliage. <laughs> and I was like very excited. I was like, "What? this is so cool. It, it was relatively like not scary. And then all of a sudden, like you don't really see it. And then there's just like a drop um, and you don't really see the ride from the outside. So like you don't know that, that that's coming unless you've been on the ride before So I remember like doing that and just being like, and cause like the thing, like the, the T-Rex pops out at you, like it kind of comes forward as you're about to fall. So like it jumps out and you're like scared and then you also then fall and then you're scared again. So I just remember like a whammy of like a whammy, double whammy. (laughs) Of being scared. It I, it was so – it was unlike any other ride I'd ever been on because it was – it just subverted your expectations. You got splashed when you had no idea it was coming. Like most rides I feel like build up to the spectacle and I think that it felt very true to the film and feeling like there are always going to be these moments that will surprise you that kind of seeming – not come out of nowhere but that kind of take you take you by surprise. And then that drop at the end I remember being like this puts Splash Mountain to shame like in a big way.
2: I was like, okay, we're going to go down. And I was like, I think I literally screamed out, holy
5: shit. Because <laughs> I, like, I did not expect it to be like that. Did not expect it.
0: But for most of today's episode, I wanted to focus on the original, the Ridge, the ride that costs nearly twice as much as the budget of Jurassic Park, the movie. That's right. Budgeted at $110 million, Spielberg envisioned the Hollywood ride before shooting the film and work had become 18 months before the movie's release. Fun fact, there is concept art of the ride playing on the slideshow in the background of the dining room sequence early on in the film. Also, many props and animatronics from the movie were retrofitted to work in the semi-soapy waters of the ride. On June 21st, 1996, three years after the release of Jurassic Park and about a year away from the release of JP's sequel, The Lost World, Steven Spielberg and Jurassic Park star Jeff Goldblum lit the torches of the Jurassic Park The Ride gate to kick off the grand opening. Arena Richards and Joseph Mazzello, Lex and Tim, along with Goldblum and Spielberg, were the first to write it. My last trip to Universal Studios and Jurassic Park The Ride, and first time in seven years, was back in August of 2017 with past guest, writer, and dear friend Simon Nathan. I talked about it on Minisode 3, if you want to go back and hear my breezy recollections, but Simon told me then a fascinating fact about Spielberg's first trip on it as we stepped on the ride.
1: Right. Oh, I just had such
6: a good idea. Pull this up. No, that's about Where is it? My hair going to get so wet. You know, Steven Spielberg asked him to let him off before the end at the premiere. Because he didn't want to get wet at the
0: end yeah, you... of the ride. So yeah. why can't I even get let off? I mean, you are Steven Spielberg.
6: Reincarnated. Yes. And I'm
5: I'm not. We're just final the line. If oh well. yeah. Okay, I want to get my legs, like,
1: ready For gripping.
0: She makes a solid point. The 84-foot at 54-degree angle drop does not mess around. However, I love the ride because, like the movie it's based on, it manages to combine the wonder and the fear in similar ways, creating an experience that might just get us as close as we ever possibly can to the real thing possibly. Now today, I had two very fun conversations with two people who had fascinating, if myth-breaking, experiences with the ride, mixing routine with thrills. It shows us that movie magic is tenuous at best, so we must celebrate it when we can. Megan Baker, photographer, friend, and resident S Club 7 fan, had shared on this podcast her love of the Lost World Jurassic Park before in detail, on episode 6, But when she moved to Los Angeles, the ride provided a kind of warm-up routine, a cup of coffee before her nights at UCB. The first time you went on the Jurassic Park ride,
7: yes, because it's pre- its recent in considering how how old I am. Uh, I first time I went was in 2011. Uh, I had just moved to Los Angeles from when I was living in college. I was in Malibu, and then I moved to Los Angeles in 2011 proper. And my parents came to visit and I lived pretty close to Universal Studios and I had never gone. Uh, as a child, I was a Disney person, so I had been to Disney World twice, never went to Universal Studios because I was just like, no, we're going to Disney. Uh, even though probably I at the time I had seen Jurassic Park. Um, so I went with my parents in 2011 and <laughs> I don't know how to you know lead up to this in a way, because I was so excited for the ride. You know, it starts off very slow. You see your... You know all the dinosaurs better names than yeah. I do. You see the the long-necked one and the, the little velociraptors playing around and the triceratops. And, and then everyone knows that it gets to the part where you go up very high, that everything's going wrong. You're in the... The science labs where things are being torn apart. There's raptors in the rafters, and you get to the part, the drop, which was what everyone knows about. And I was like starting to panic as we got to that part because it really hit me that the the animatronics that you see on the ride are pretty much look exactly like the animatronics that are in the movie that you see run around and eat people. So I very much associate them with, that's what a dinosaur looks like. That's the closest that I know of what a T-Rex would look like if it's running around and eating people. So on a ride, that thing coming at you is pretty much the real thing. <laughs> so I started really freaking out. And we, you know, we get close to the drop. I'm like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. and. I don't want to look up, but I like look for a second and there's a giant black garbage bag and the T-Rex head was under construction. So nothing comes down at you except a big garbage bag and then you drop. <laughs> so that was my first experience uh, with the Jurassic Park ride <laughs> at
0: Universal Studios. <laughs> and they didn't... Oh my God, that's incredible. They but, didn't warn you or anything? <laughs> no. So then when you saw the plastic bag the trash bag on the head and then you go down like were you like with your parents or like were people on the ride being like what the like what was their reaction
7: it was confusion for sure because i also even though i saw the bag i was like are they fucking with me like i definitely still thought something could happen like maybe this is how it always looks and then like from under the bag there's a dinosaur Uh, but yeah like everyone's just like oh okay because it didn't say under construction going in it was just like there's no t-rex head and i mean i kept going back because i had the pass and it was like that for like six months oh wow just no dress and it, i mean it might it was probably like off season it was like i mean when i had went it was early 2011 so it was like february so probably by the time summer got in like we got that t-rex head back but people just had to deal with a bag Oh you still got the first one at least, which I really appreciate that T-Rex. When you first go in the ride, there's kind of an unexpected T-Rex that's coming down like at you from the right. Yeah. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Cause like you don't I think you only appreciate that multiple rides. Like you don't really see it on the first ride because all you're thinking about is we're gonna get to that drop. I'm gonna see that T-Rex come at me. So when there's like a, a full T-Rex head coming from the side, it looks really good. Yeah, and it is equally kind of jarring, even though it's not you know face forward. But here's the thing: so I, what, anyone who lives in Los Angeles before uh the before Harry Potterland uh happened, it was so cheap to get it. An annual pass at Universal Studios they practically gave it away because no one wanted to go there everyone would rather go to Disney so when I went with my parents it was like for an extra I think maybe $20 you can just get an annual pass and I lived next to UCB so I was really close to just the exit on the 101 to get to Universal Studios and I worked a part-time job I had you know, all the money, all not all the money in the world, which wouldn't have, that have been great. I had all the money in the world. I had all the time in the world,
8: time in
7: the world uh, yeah. <laughs> to go places. So my parents got me the pass and I would just go once or twice a week just to go on the ride. Really? Yeah. Cause oh I, God. you know, on the, I worked at a cafe. So some days I wouldn't have to go until like two park opens at nine. So I would just go up there. I had part, they bought me a parking pass. So, I just go up to Universal Studios, walk all the way down because the Jurassic Park ride, as you know, is the farthest part of the park. Yeah. So I'd be like, OK, I'm going to get my workout. I'll walk all the way down, not take the escalators, just do all the walks. I would ride the ride maybe once or twice and then go to work.
0: That's so great. And
7: so I finally did get to see it without the garbage bag. Nice. Just just so no one thinks that I never saw yeah, the yeah, T-Rex. Yeah, have never head. seen it. But well- I, I look away. It's so scary to me.
0: Yeah, I mean I used to be scared of the Indiana Jones ride as a kid. But, uh, Which part? Just the whole thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was terrifying when, oh, first no. when I first went as a kid. And that's funny that you have that experience with Universal Studios because I grew up in Anaheim and I worked at Disneyland when I was in high school and like but even after working there and before working there having a pass was a lot cheaper, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. And it was that same experience of like, we'd go in the morning until it got too crowded or we'd go after school for a couple of hours. That's amazing. But you would always just like beeline it for the...
7: Yeah, I I didn't really really ride anything. I would do the Terminator ride sometimes because that's like fun and weird because for those of you who never got to experience the terminator ride [S.] now that it's the minions they had actors that had to look like arnold schwarzenegger and uh Uh, uh, lisa hamilton yeah
0: linda hamilton linda
7: (laughs) hamilton i'm sorry (laughs) and uh uh, little uh, Eddie Furlong. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they just had to have people look like them and do stunts. Yeah. That's the best. I love, I love actors that ha- get to do stuff like that.
0: Well, I think like, I think that's probably why Westworld or Westworld. <laughs> I think that's why Waterworld thread has stuck around for so long that that show is still going on at Universal Studios. Even the Waterworld is not a movie that anyone cares about. But the legacy of the Waterworld <sighs> ride is actually bigger than the movie itself I think and you know uh, as listeners know I went back to I went to Universal Studios for the first time in almost 10 not 10 years like in yeah almost 10 years I think like 2009 was when I no 2010 so I guess seven years was the last time I went to Universal Studios and so it still was like it felt so fresh to me especially the Harry Potter's so it kind of so many rides have like there was no Simpsons the last time I was there. There was no Harry mm. Potter the last time I was there. There was no there was Mummy, but there wasn't the Transformers. So like you know, Jurassic Park the ride feels like it's it's so in built into the very fabric of the park that they I don't think they could ever take it out because now all the other they rides are not. very like prefab. And you could, like, these rides are meant to only be around for seven years or however long the franchise is interesting.
7: For sure, yeah. That mummy ride's not going to last much longer. No. I don't think.
0: They'll just replace Tom Cruise with with the footage of (laughs) Brendan. Yeah. uh, They'll replace Brendan Fraser with the footage of Tom Cruise. But um, I was going to say, the thing that I love so much about the Jurassic Park ride, going on it again... Is that I love that it actually very much like mirrors the experience of the Jurassic Park movie, which is you're getting to experience both sides of what we love about Jurassic Park, as opposed to like, oh, this is just a scary ride. It's like, no, there's a the part where you're just literally on like a tour of it's, the park.
7: And especially like when it first kind of opens up, it's the it's majestic. Yeah. Cause you see the Brontosaurus is one of the first things you see. And that very much mirroring the the movie. And you then slowly build towards okay, there's there's wreckage and there's yeah. cars falling down the side of a building, and then you have a literal like arc to a climax <laughs> where you go uphill and start seeing the dinosaurs come at you and
0: yeah, and in a great. weird way it feels like its own like a side adventure, yeah that like feels like it it's it's I think it maybe now that I'm realizing I feel like what makes it almost more like Timeless in a way is it doesn't involve the main characters from the movie at all. It's not like these rides where they're like, oh, gosh, all you people are here with us on this adventure. It's like Alan Grant and like Jeff Goldblum or Alan Grant, Alan Grant and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> it's, you know, it's Dr. Ellie Sattler. It's Dr. Alan Grant, Dr. Jeff. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> uh, it's. Yeah, it's Ellie Sattler, Grant, and, you know, Ian Malcolm. It's not like they, it's like a visual ride where they, like, turn back at you and they're like, come on, this way, you know, or whatever, you know. Oh, you
7: mean it's not like Brendan Fraser getting a cup of coffee at the end of the mummy ride?
0: No, no, not at Mm. all. But it's like, so it's allowed to be its own thing versus, like, so heavily tied into, like, so many rides at Universal Studios are, like, the main character of the actual story looking over their shoulder at you guys, like, how'd you guys get with us, you know? like Or even, like, Star Tours or, you know, things like that.
7: And I'd say, just like the Jurassic Park franchise, the Spinosaurus is the farthest away from the rest of the ride. Yeah. Uh,
0: Separate. It's a
7: separate thing. It's in a corner. We don't talk about it. Yeah, where it belongs. But you can find it if you want it.
0: Well, and it's funny that you say that because, like, I think what's cool... Oh, yeah, yeah. What's so cool about the... Yeah, nobody cares about the Spinosaurus. I wonder if they're ever going to... On that same note, I wonder if they're ever going to fix the... Because you never experienced that the the um, the Ford Explorer dropping. Yes, I have. Oh, really?
7: Yeah. Oh, sometimes so it does I work ha- Sometimes. Sometimes.
0: Oh, because I it didn't work for this last time, and then it didn't work the time <laughs> seven years before. So I just assumed that they didn't do it anymore.
7: I you know you need to have an employee come on and be able to explain why sometimes it's there and sometimes it isn't. But I'd say fifty fifty. When I went on that oh, ride okay. for for a year straight, like. Sometimes it would be there and you'd get to see it fall. And sometimes you'd just hear the sound effect and there'd be nothing there.
0: Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah, I just for Uh, some reason, I think, again, if I've only gone on the ride twice in seven years, I like that that's enough evidence for me to be like, it doesn't work anymore.
7: (laughs) I mean, I would believe that. Like, you're like, why can't you get this one thing to work? Yeah. Put the money in.
0: Well, yeah, I just wonder if it is like a... the cost of like replacing the whole thing. but clearly, it, it works, works
7: sometimes, sometimes. It must yeah. be just a really difficult mechanism, yeah,
0: that it's just
7: messes up a lot. And you rather spend your money on transformers more of the time,
0: yeah. I mean, really, that's the only um, that's the only part of the ride that's kind of mirrored from the movie,
7: yeah, so specific,
0: so then so when you were going on this ride a bunch of times, like actually, it's funny to think that, like, The bag comes, and then every like I I imagine the picture. Like, what did the picture look like? Oh,
7: I wish I remembered. I wish I had like an image of of a. I mean, you're still in awe of a drop. Like you're like because that's really what I think it's capturing is like dinosaur ah falling. (laughs) So there's still manufactured screams you can make from that and i mean especially when you go on the ride a lot and when i would go on the morning you just start fucking around and like how people do those really like cute clever pictures on on drop based rides they're trying to do that a little bit i'm not as clever when it comes to making up shit on the spot
0: so when you were when you were yeah so then so then yeah tying into that when you were going on this ride like just you know a couple times a week were there things that you just started to notice because you went on the ride so much or like
7: I think every time I went, I would just try to photograph a different dinosaur I think it was when I first had Instagram, so years ago and I was, I'd be like, oh, I'm here this time. So which dinosaur am I going to take a picture of now? Uh, so I tried to get like creative with that. I was like, I, for a while I was just like, I, what, what can I document like the passage of time on and really couldn't get to the bottom of it though. I guess I should, it should have been the Ford Explorer of just document whether or not that's going to be there every day. So I don't, there wasn't a specific thing I honed in on. I was just like, there was something so calming about the rides, like when you start, especially if I did this the first thing to start my day, it was just like really relaxing, you know, just to be on a water ride. Cause there's something, they have the mist going and the atmosphere is really there. And then you have something very startling to just really freshen you up. And then, you know, you get hit by water at the end when you have dinosaurs shooting water at you.
0: So the, like basically the dress work ride was like your like your cup of coffee. Yeah.
7: It was just a great warm up routine for the morning. You work out, you calm, you scare the shit out of yourself, and then you go to work.
0: That's so funny. That's so crazy. That's it was so great. awesome. Yeah.
7: Only once did I get to ride the ride all by myself. Oh really? Where there was no really? one there. And I just went on. What was that like? Amazing.
0: <laughs> Like, having a ride all to yourself just sounds incredible.
7: Yeah, I wish I was more adventurous that I had, like, jumped into every scene and, like, really... But I didn't want to get kicked off. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get in trouble. So, but it was just, like, you you really feel like it's just all yours. Like, this... I guess being, like, when... In the original movie and they get to go to Jurassic Park and you realize it's just, like, five people on an island full of dinosaurs get to be one person on a ride full of dinosaurs.
0: Yeah that's funny so that that mirrored almost more like what the movie was like and having this whole empty park yeah
7: really that. isolated within majesty and danger
0: that's so great that's really cool oh man i wish the past wasn't so expensive
7: now it is oh, fuck harry potter man yeah <laughs> that's one thing i want people to take away from this podcast is fuck harry potter
0: they ruined my jurassic <laughs> park ride Now, Dory Shafrir, author of the great novel Startup and host of the Forever 35 podcast, is a hilarious fixture in the Los Angeles scene. And she was kind enough to share her Jurassic Park The Ride story that went viral in 2016 when her, along with her husband and podcaster Matt Myra, comedian Kamal Nanjiani, and writer Emily Gordon, all found themselves hashtag Jurassic Parked in the environmental systems building for an extended period of time. What is your Jurassic Park The Ride story?
2: <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, my husband Matt Myra is a comedian and comedy writer, and um, we met in 2014. And I guess for a, a few years, I don't know how long this has been going on. Uh, there was a like a group outing to Universal Studios for Halloween horror nights that um, some like Paul Shear and some other comedians would like put together, and so Matt would always go. And so when we got together. Um, we started going as well. And so we were on the Jurassic Park ride and we were kind of like riding along. And I'd been on the ride, you know, a bunch of times before. And it just at one point stopped and we were like, all right, whatever. It's just going to keep going and then it didn't and then it like powered down and we were like huh <laughs> and they you know then like a, a voice came on the the speaker and was like please stay on the boats like you know don't don't try to escape essentially like i mean they didn't phrase it like that yeah, yeah. but they were like don't get out um and we we're like okay they're like you know we should be moving shortly and we we're like all right um and of course we're like It was like me and Matt and Kumail and Emily were there. And I think like Daisy Ridley was there. Um, And we were just like, it seemed funny. We were kind of like tweeting about it. And then, and I remember, I remember either thinking or saying like, oh, well, at least we're not on the part where you like go up the, like go up a hill. Like we were, we were in like a, like a flat Oh, okay. You weren't
0: stuck. We weren't
2: stuck up there. And so it was like, okay, at least it's not that. And they were like, all right, we're going to be moving. And so then we started moving again. And then as we were going up the hill, it stopped. So then we were stuck on the hill and I was like, Oh God. Um, Like I, I never thought, you know, we were going to die because it's, it's not a large hill. Um, But it was also like, huh, This is, like, not a great predicament to find myself in. Now,
0: Um, um, growing up, were you, like, a theme park person or was it, like...
2: I was an amusement park person as a kid. There was an amusement park. um, I grew up in Boston, and there's an amusement park called Canby Lake Park that's in Salem, New Hampshire. That's, like, where everyone in New England goes to <laughs> amuse themselves. Um, but, you know, of course, being New England, it's only open in the summer, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, it opened, like, it was, like, open m- Memorial Day to Labor Day, I think. Um, but I would go, my parent, my grandparents lived in Florida, so we would go to Disney World. I probably went to Disney World, like, four or five times as a kid. And, like, oh, cool. really liked Disney World. I really liked Epcot. I thought Epcot was, like, the coolest thing. Um, and this was pre, like, Animal Kingdom and, uh, MGM and whatever Hollywood Studios I guess it's called now um, it was just Disney World it was just Magic Kingdom and Epcot
0: yeah that was the last that's the only that's the last and only time I've been to Disney World and Epcot was like in 94 or uh-huh. something like that so yeah before it seems like now it's like a whole and then it's now a, it's, it's, it's Harry like a Potter, city yeah.
2: yeah it's crazy Um, so yeah, I was into theme parks as a kid, not so much as an adult. I do like roller coasters, but I also, I get motion sickness on like 3d rides. So, which I learned, I mean, I get motion sickness in cars if I like try to read, not just like normally, but if I try to read, I get motion sickness. And so I don't go to theme parks a ton. And so I didn't realize this until I went to universal in Florida and we went on the Harry Potter ride and I was like, oh, I feel sick. (laughs) Like, this is not good. So I just closed my eyes, and that was, like, sort of okay. But the same thing happens, like, on the Transformers ride. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I, I like, in terms of rides, I think Universal is, like, vastly superior to Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I, I prefer going there if, like, if we're just talking, like, straight rides. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, not for the atmosphere, but just for
2: Yeah, them. yeah. I mean, I think the atmosphere Universal is, like, whatever, um, <laughs> to be honest, like, both here and in Florida. Um, but the rides are, like, much better.
0: Yeah. Well, it's almost like because they're changing the rides to just be whatever the new movies are, they can't really, like, invest in... Like a like a, a fulfilling experience.
2: yeah, it doesn't feel quite like a cohesive experience in the same way that Disney does obviously it doesn't have like the mythology that Disney does yeah. um but yeah, and I guess you know Harry Potter World in Florida is, like, very cool, I think. Oh, wow. Um, you take the train there, and, like, it's really neat.
0: Oh, that's cool. And,
2: like, it's cool here, but it's kind of small. Yeah. <laughs> um, and especially for me, like, I can't really go on the, the, like, the main attraction ride. So then the other option is this, like, it's, like, the 30-second roller coaster.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I went for the first time in August, and somebody was telling me that you used to wear 3D glasses on that main Hogwarts ride. And I felt sick from without the glasses. Oh, So I couldn't even imagine wearing 3D glasses on that ride.
2: I'm trying to remember. I must have worn 3D glasses in Florida because that was like three years ago now.
0: Yeah. I think only recently in LA because I had another friend or somebody else who I talked to. They were like, yeah, when I went on like a year ago, it was like 3D glasses. And I was like, I couldn't even imagine that with 3D glasses because I was already like,
2: You well, know. I remember when like before it opened here, there were all those reports that like when they were testing it, workers were like puking everywhere.
0: No. And oh I my was gosh. Like, huh. That's
2: a good endorsement, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like mm, well
0: <laughs> Oh wow. So yeah. then so you're stuck on the ride. So we're stuck
2: on the ride. And
0: are people like is any like At the point when you started tweeting, were other people, like, were people noticing that it was, like, enclosed and unusually, like, had you been on other rides before that have gotten stuck? Or was this, like, this is weird.
2: (sighs) Yes. Yes. Oh, we were on, we were on a 3D ride that got stuck. It might have even been Harry Potter in Florida. (laughs) We got stuck. There was, like, a 3D ride that we got stuck on, but not for that long. Um, and I feel like I've been on, like, Haunted Mansion in Disneyland when it, like, stopped for a few minutes, yeah. but then, like, kept going. Um, I've never been, knock on wood, <laughs> Yeah, right. I've never been stuck on a roller coaster or on, like, a pirate ship or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, something that...
0: Ooh, the, the thought of that now just made <laughs> yeah, my stomach,
2: like... Yeah, you don't want to be stuck on a pirate ship. Or um, those
0: Rescue 911... Billboards that are all over LA, like where it's the roller coaster upside down.
2: Yeah, that see that. Yeah, you don't want to be stuck on that. Um, and I like roller coasters, but you know, you don't want to be stuck on one. Um, no, I mean it. It was sort of like a jolly atmosphere um, because again, it's not like a roller coaster or a pirate ship. Like it, it's not. It's not like really a scary ride in terms of like the physical aspects of it. Um, but then at some point. I, and I can't remember if we were still on the hill or if it had, like, started going again. And then I think we were still on the hill. And they were like, okay, we're, we're like, evacuating the ride. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the ride got evacuated. Um, and we had to go out through, like, the catwalk of, you know, behind the scenes of the Jurassic Park ride. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, go through, like, the emergency. And, like, the lights came on. It was a real, like, you know like mythology killer oh,
0: wow. <laughs> um, yeah oh my gosh that's yeah the i've never been on a ride when they've turned the lights on uh inside but i think when i was waiting in line for space mountain one time you could like the lights turn on and you oh. could see inside and then when i worked there in high school it was like the two years where it was closed down so the whole back was like open up so you could kind of see inside of it as they're like pulling out the old track and stuff like oh, that
2: whoa. but That's like crazy
0: but like being on a ride like I yeah like that really kills the mistake it
2: really killed the mood yeah it was like okay these like fluorescent lights are coming on like yeah <laughs> so clearly it wasn't like a power issue if the lights were on that was yeah. the other like i think if we had been in like the pitch dark it would have been kind of scary yeah but there were still lights as i recall
0: oh wow yeah so, and, but you said, like, yeah, nothing was, like, shut down. It just, for some reason.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, to this day, I don't know exactly what happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel
0: like they probably don't, I feel like, I wouldn't even feel like, I, I it's hard to imagine something bro- breaking but not being so broken that the ride has to shut down for good. Yeah. It's like, what what was an issue that just for, like, like, how long were you on the ride again?
2: I mean, not that long. couple I mean, the ride itself is probably what, like, how long is the ride itself? Do you know?
0: Ooh, I always feel like rides are a lot, like they're a lot shorter than you think they are. Yeah. It's like the mummy ride. I think is like literally th- a minute or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I feel like that ride is probably what like three minutes or something. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, a minute or two. <laughs> That's so
0: funny. They were like, "All right, get out of here."
2: Yeah, yeah. They 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 were like, "Okay, you guys have to get off the ride."
0: Like, what was? Uh, because you were because you were all tweeting about it. What, yeah. Like. Was because I, I guess I would have been afraid to pull up my phone, like, and it's a wet ride, and then like it starts again. Or, like, we're, oh, was it just yeah. like, sort of like, yeah, let's just kill the time? And
2: yeah, it was kind of like, let's kill the time. This is sort of funny. Um, it didn't seem like we were in danger of getting like splashed at the time. Um, yeah, and then you know, I guess because like, you know, Kumail was there. Um, It got picked up as, like, a gossip item the next day, like, in the New York Daily News. It was, like, Kumail Nanjiani and friends, like, get stuck on Jurassic Park ride. Um, And so that was, like, kind of funny.
0: That's hilarious. I mean. Yeah.
2: It was just, like, oh.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's just, I'm trying to think of, like, I feel like some way, like, sometimes tweeting about being stuck. Like, I feel like flights is a very common thing to tweet about. Like, when you're when it's like shitty or or something like that. So, like have you ever tweeted like live tweeted like another kind of similar situation?
2: Um, I feel like I, I try not to live tweet flight stuff anymore or like airport <laughs> stuff anymore. On our honeymoon, um we were going to Iceland and the plane we had a, we had like a connection in Seattle and the plane leaving LA, the plane from LA to Seattle, we took off and my husband was like, "Oh, we were like right by the wing and he was like the like he was like the wheel didn't retract. He was like that's not good. And then oh my god. <laughs> and then like we were flying for like 10 minutes or so and the pilot got on. And he was like so uh, folks, we're going to have to turn back.
0: Oh my god.
2: <laughs> so cuz he was right. Like the wheel hadn't retracted and Like I guess we were like leaking fluid or something, and so we had to turn back. We landed. We had to switch planes. So I was like, I tweeted about that because it was just so ridiculous that we were on our honeymoon. And then we got to Seattle, and the plane to Iceland was like had also had a mechanical problem, and it was like another three hour delay or something. Oh my god. Um, so I did tweet about that, but I try not to complain publicly too much (laughs) about. Airports or flights or cable TV or yeah. you know that kind of stuff. But I, it, this was it was it it wasn't like we weren't like hey Universal like get your shit together yeah, like it was yeah. more just funny. Um, I think it was more just like good natured like oh this is weird we're stuck on the Jurassic Park ride you yeah. know.
0: Well, yeah, it's in it's funny because that I feel like that ride. A lot of people have like memories of because that ride's so old now that it, it it feels like it's more common now that there's a lot of like like certain parts of the ride just aren't working at certain points. Oh, okay. it, 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 it feels like it's sort of just part of the nature of that ride yeah. now, where like the dinosaurs look a little shaggy. <laughs> right, and, like, right,
2: right. I feel like with the new movie coming out, they need to like refurbish the ride.
0: I mean, you think like you think they would. I mean, there's been talks about it, but it's still like just rumors and, you know, but they just add Chris Pratt to it, just like like a Johnny Depp style, like puppet or whatever.
2: Yeah. Well, they just actually in Disney world, they just redid pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, wow. Yeah. They like, I think to make it more like, like less, I think they made it, they tried to make it less sexist. (laughs) Well,
0: that's good. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So, um, apparently it, it, just either just reopened or it's like about we're going to disney world later this month Oh, cool yeah so my husband who loves pirates of the caribbean was very happy that it was going to be reopened
0: oh that's good yeah yeah because i know some people are i know sometimes people get very nostalgic and even on this podcast talking to a lot of people it's like okay we want the ride to work all the time but we also like don't necessarily want the t-rex to be changed to like the new scary dinosaur like we you know we yeah it's like a weird thing of like you want this to to be better but you also like i know definitely lots of people had like mixed feelings about the tower of terror
2: yeah, yeah i was sad yeah and i like i i don't even have like a big disney thing but i was like oh i like the tower of terror and it was like cool that it was like that apartment building and you know what i mean yeah yeah um but i guess if you don't live in la like why do you care about that apartment building yeah
0: <laughs> You're like this is a part of like LA history. Yeah, exactly. Marvel Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy has nothing to do with that. Right. Day. Yeah. Have you gone back to Universal Studios uh, since?
2: You know, we didn't go last year for Halloween Horror Nights, and it's funny. We were just we were just on the 101 recently, driving like past the universe, drive, basically driving past universal studios and my husband was like you know it's funny like we live 15 minutes from universal and we never go and i was like yeah i was like i like universal like we could go more and he was like
3: yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) it was sort of like meh oh i did go because um i used to work at buzzfeed and we had our holiday party um at harry potter world in 2016 yeah so that was cool they like closed it down for us um and we got to just like ride. you could like ride the rides as many times as you wanted oh nice um and that was fun but of course you know again i could only go on one ride so it wasn't yeah. You know, as cool, but it was yeah, still yeah. pretty cool. So that might have actually been the last time I was at Universal was like around Christmas time 2016.
0: Well, yeah. I mean it's yeah, again, I've lived here for seven years and I've only gone once. And I love Jurassic Park, but it's like I think it's just to me, theme parks still kind of feel even though I grew up around Disneyland, yeah. I feel like for me it's it's still kind of like I don't know. It's still just not what I would consider my repertoire of activities.
2: Totally. And well,
0: I and I even go to when I used to live over on that side of town, I used to go to um City Walk all the time oh, to see that's movies. Funny. Yeah. So it's like I literally you were just there. yeah, I was there all the time but yeah. just Cuz again, I think it's I think for me too. I've it's like the lines thing and now that yeah. Harry Potter world is there, it's so much more expensive now, so it's sort of like totally. I wish I could
2: Well, that's the thing. It's like, oh, if you're like thinking about something to do, With your friends, it's, like, expensive. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just doesn't come up as, like, a thing to do. Maybe, like, I don't know. I guess if you were a teenager.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You're like, let's go on the – it's also the thing, like, and I, like, we were talking a little bit about this before, but I feel like when I go to Disneyland with somebody who's never been, I want to commit to being there, like, all day. And, like, really, really make it worth your while, whereas, like – if you're already with a bunch of people who've already been a, it doesn't feel as like totally. special
2: yeah i think that's true
0: yeah and like this last time i um i paid for like the front of the line pass uh-huh. and it was and it's so much more expensive yeah but it makes me be like well now i don't want to go to the park unless i can do totally. that totally
2: we did that in florida and it's like really nice <laughs>
0: yeah well i just feel like it's the you're it's not that like be in line all day, get tired of everybody, you know, kind of. And you just have all the good feelings of what a theme park is supposed to be about. Totally. And you don't have all the, like, uh, like, you know, hanging out in line all day, being hot in the sun. For,
2: like, a two-minute ride. Yeah.
0: No. I feel like in Universal Studios, I feel like they're kind of twisted about it. Where, like, they make you walk in front of everybody. And they're like, hey, these people who, you know, paid for the $200 pass, like, right. they get to go straight to the front. I know. And then, yeah. But... That, and that I guess maybe that's why I don't go that much because it's like right. now this this really is like a that's like a, a two nights in San Diego or Santa Barbara yeah, or totally. like a, a trip so it's right. not yeah, so yeah it's yeah expensive yeah but I mean the Jurassic Park is right there
2: I know I know.
0: thing sticks out to me Jurassic Park the ride is now over 20 years old with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom on the way you think the ride might also be right for reboot performer Chris Bermonte and Jurassic Park podcast host Brad Jost also weigh in on the state of things I've heard everything from rumors from just a small section or even uh, redoing the Jurassic Park section which would be kind of be a disappointment but even to the to just having a Jurassic Park, like a full park which that's the pipe dream one that we all want, right? Like that's what we want um, I would and give I mean the, I would give everything I know, the,
8: the franchise deserves it it feels like you're in the 90s again, just in the way that the animatronics clunkily shift <laughs> and yeah, and when you, finally, when you get knocked off course, and I love the little intro, the like time The ever-flowing river. And then it's like you go into Jurassic Park, and there you are. The theme plays, it swells, you're living in it. It's perfect. As a kid, it was awesome. It was like Splash Mountain, but it was Jurassic Park. And as an adult, it's great because it feels like it's a little bit of a time capsule. Whereas there are a lot of things that are being upgraded to be their newer, more current franchise version Jurassic Park, and hopefully it remains this way, is remaining Jurassic Park. I like to believe if Universal
0: adds a Jurassic World ride, they will make that ride. So then you would say that like in a, in a small way that the Jurassic Park ride is almost like you're going to Jurassic Park in a way. Or like is it the closest you could? That's
7: the closest ever. The closest to seeing real dinosaurs. As I said, like it looks, the T-Rexes, I will say, look real. The stuff at the beginning, I say stuff, is in the dinosaurs at the beginning, th- because it's outside, it's in the daylight. They're very sun worn dinosaurs. They're, they're, yeah,
0: we'll we'll just say that it's like for you know, and for a lot of people who are on you know who are listening, and and I don't know if it's the same in Florida because I haven't been to the one. Well, it's so it's so different now, but hey, this is just our call to Universal to say, hey, you know what, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdoms coming out 2018. Let's update it a little bit.
7: But not in the way. Don't add an Indominus Rex. No, no, no. I don't no. want it.
0: Just, just, just give them all a, a nice, um, uh, what's it called, a facelift.
7: A facelift. When I was
6: very little, we went on a trip to America with my fam, Bamalam and we went to Universal. And we went on the Jurassic Park ride and I think I was just young enough that in my brain I was seeing real dinosaurs, you know, it was like I didn't, I wasn't fully at the stage where I was like, this is a ride. I was like, but maybe it's real. So I remember the the, the dinosaurs in that way feeling very real, but the films, I definitely was like cognizant and viewing them as like, this is just great effects. I was studying film at the time and I was looking at it through like that lens
0: in, was this the Jurassic Park ride in Orlando, or was this in in, uh, in LA? In LA?
6: Mm-hmm.
0: What what like what do you remember of seeing of going on that? If you remember anything,
6: no, that's really tough. I think the way that I remember it is like the way that you remember like old photos. It's like almost like. Kinesthetic more than visual. Like, I, I f- kind of feel what I felt when I was there, like that sense of awe and real fear and being splashed at the end, but I don't really remember what I saw or like the mechanics of the ride at all.
0: Now, as of this episode, Jurassic Outpost reported that a long overdue refresh of the ride is finally in the works for 2019. Integration with the Jurassic World phase of the franchise seems inevitable. But if the inadequacies of Jurassic Park The Ride today lay bare the shagginess of our own nostalgia, I can only hope that no matter what changes are made, it'll continue to be as fun as that drop still is, 20 years and counting. Life
8: support this day in 15 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6.
1: They were, oh,
0: okay. they were like, yeah, but also
5: like, get up. <laughs>
0: like a little. Like I don't need to dry out. Let's just. That was great. Look, my phone's not even. This has been episode 10 of See Jurassic Right. My guests on this week's episode and future episodes were Dory Shafrir, you can find her on Twitter at Dory and listen to her podcast Forever 35. Megan Baker, you can follow her on Twitter at Comedy Hipster. Saman Nathan, you can follow her on Twitter at Simon Nathan. Heather Mason, you can follow her on Twitter at NerdHeather. Brittany Mason, you can follow her on Twitter at b_mace. Jess Uncle, you can follow her on Twitter at Cylon. Stephanie Cook, you can follow her on Twitter at HelloCookie. Annalise Nelson, you can follow her on Twitter at LaLannalise. Chris Bermonte, you can follow him on Twitter at Amontioc. And Brad Jost, you can follow him on Twitter at Brad Jost. And of course, listen to the Jurassic Park podcast. And thank you again to Amelie Belcher for your lovely voicemail. You can follow her on Instagram at Amelie Belcher. Well, episode 11 drops one month from today. <laughs> sort of. Be on the lookout for a minisode dropping next Tuesday. I'll be playing voicemails and reading emails sent in from listeners like you. Also be on the lookout for future minisodes and special segments as well. And now you can support See Jurassic Right on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash and check out the See Jurassic Right Facebook group by searching See Jurassic Right podcast on Facebook. Now I have two questions for you. If you want to tweet at me, call in or leave a voicemail before next month's show. And these questions are What is your favorite bit of music from Jurassic Park? And if you could have any band cover the Jurassic Park theme song, who would you pick? 65 million years of waiting Well, oh yeah Well, alright Well, oh yeah Now, you can also interact with me in the show by following me on Twitter at Stephen Ray Morris and following SJR Pod on Twitter, See Jurassic Ride on Instagram, See Jurassic Ride on Facebook, or you can send me an email at SeeJurassicRide at gmail.com. Not only am I looking forward to talking to people about their Jurassic Park experiences and hearing yours, but I also am going to be sharing ephemera from my childhood and, oh God, I'm going to share the fan fiction uh, on there as well, and pictures and toys and everything. It's going to be great. And I wanted to thank Caitlin Thompson and Tim Ruggery at ACAST, Molly McAleer, Heather Mason, Stephanie Cook, Sarah Iyer, and you. See Jurassic Ride as an ACAST podcast. Check out the show on their mobile app. And thank you for listening. Until next time.